Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the Keegan Odyssey. I think this is part thirty. Um, who'd have thought I'd have got this far? Yeah, it is part thirty. Just checked. So sorry about that, but here we go. Um, Kev's just basically left Newcastle for the first time. Um, he's talking about the fallout from it all. Uh, I can imagine Alan Shearer felt let down that the manager who brought him to the club had gone within six months. Um, I knew that the fans who lacked the full story would be horrified. And of course, the full story being there was all sorts of shenanigans going on behind the scenes about a new contract and the club was going to get floated on the stock exchange. And Kev yeah. reckoned he could have floated it better himself. I could have yeah. floated it myself. I've got I've got some stuff in the back of the car. I carry it around with me all the time. I could have done it. <laughs> I don't know why you're hiring all these fancy London city types when you got me and Terry Mack here. I think, you know, we took us to the verge of the league title. I think we can handle floating on the stock exchange. <laughs> How much different could it be? We've got Faustino Asprey here. Apparently, he's very good on numbers. He tells us he's very good with numbers. <laughs> he's always on about back in, it. <laughs> back in Colombia, I run my own business, you know. I do zoo lottery. Uh, <laughs> I have to keep very close close eye on the numbers. You ever need anything done like that, Mr. Keegan? You know how to come to. Yeah, tapping his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> you need any help with numbers or anything else? You come to me. <laughs> hey, and also, Mr. Keegan, you ever? I like you. You're a good man. I trust you. You trust me? Well, I've never really thought about it, but I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, good. You ever need someone disappear? You come ask Uncle Faustino. I make it happen for you. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you mean. I don't really need. To, I don't need that. Yeah, you never know what might happen in life. <laughs> you never know. You know. You keep my number here on piece of paper here. You keep my number. You never know what happened in life. Everyone, you might need someone. Get out of your life. Big problem. Make the problem disappear. Everyone always say that they don't need it. Then problem come along, and you know they make the call. <laughs> Here, um, I was given a number once by a murderer. Well, not a murderer, but a man who seemed to imply that he could. I know this sounds like classic, like a bloke in a pub mm. comes up and goes, like Dave the Liar, my brother's old mate, you know, the one who claimed he'd killed yeah. the tramp. He'd be the sort of guy who'd bullshit you and go, eh, ever need anyone sorting? Here's mm. my number. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then if you did call him and say, I need something sorting out, I need someone... I need you to disappear are you, someone. Are you saying you did call him? No. He'd go like, oh, yeah, sorry, I, uh, <laughs> I would, but I've got, um, the thing is, I've got, I've got yeah. the kids today. 
and I, and then and then like tomorrow I've got a I've got a decorating job yeah, I promised go, to do for my nans. We're going camping at the weekend, so and that's a long weekend. Yeah, it's bank so holiday, so no. I'm not I'm not going to have. To, I will get round to it at some point, but now it's just not a good time for me to do any mur- <laughs> any contract killing. No, but there was a guy I I uh, I interviewed um, uh, Tony Lambriano and uh, Freddie Fraser. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were two of the craze associates in the yeah. 60s and they'd done a book and I was it was actually when I was doing my famous CD-ROM magazine oh yeah of course what was that magazine called because I want to look on eBay and see if there's any copies I can get or download or whatever it's, the fuck. Co- it's called Enter. Enter Enter yeah and we only ever published two copies the first one wow. had Amanda Holden on the cover Ooh. and the second one had Lisa Snowden yeah. and the third one that never got published had Caprice blimey um, so we did all right with the covers, but you'll note none of them had Kylie on the cover. There's a, but, another magazine called Enter, but I yeah. don't think it's the same one. This looks like an American one. It's an internet magazine. And on the front cover, yeah. it's got a giant robot with a square head and no. massive green hands. And he's standing on top of what looks like a, a civilization that is ablaze. Well, <laughs> uh, that sounds a lot better than my Enter, <laughs> to be honest. It? it sounds much better. <clears throat> I mean, what would you rather see? A giant robot set in a city ablaze or an interview with fucking Amanda Holden? <laughs> Definitely. But they came down and we used to interview these people on green screen. And then afterwards right. we'd put like a sort of, you know, quite shonky computerized environment around them. Uh, of a civilization know, it, on fire? To, it, was, it was supposed to be Should've vaguely been. futuristic, I think. It was, it was daft. The whole thing was daft. Anyway. Uh, we went for a, we did it and then afterwards I said I'll get you a taxi home mm. and they said let's go for a drink so I said okay fair enough so we went for a drink in a pub in Soho near the studio yeah. and they were regaling me with stories of the old times you know and then around about five-ish it was a sunny day it started to fill up with members of Soho's media community Right. Um, some yeah. of them were a bit loud, obnoxious, ridiculous. And there was a couple of moments where, like, people, sh- it got really crowded, shoved into the back of Brown Fra- uh, Freddie Fraser, a.k.a. Brown Bread Fred. <laughs> While he's there sipping his brandy, right? And they went, oh, and someone literally said to him, sorry, sorry old timer. Ooh. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be part of this. And the taxis were waiting outside for ages. And I was just thinking, fucking, this is going to cost a fortune for for the proprietors of Enter the CD-ROM magazine. (laughs) Anyway, the point of the story is, at the end, we got on really well. We had a few drinks. At the end, when they finally left, Tony Lambriano said, it's been nice meeting you, Sam. And he wrote down his number on a piece of paper. He went, anytime you need any help with anything at all, you give me a call. I can usually help, right? Right. And I went, oh, okay, Mr. Lamriani, thanks very much. And I kept that number in my wallet because I thought, you never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. I don't. I don't think. I. You know. You know me. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a man who would. I'm a gentleman. I'm not a man of violence, and I don't think I would ever resort to having someone killed. Yeah. What about but, if you had a situation with a badger that was ongoing on your property? Well, precisely. Would you this ring Tony Lambriano about that? Tony. Hello, hello, Tony Lambriano. Yeah, who's asking? It's me, Sam Delaney, former editor of Enter the CD-ROM magazine. Former. Yes, I remember. Oh, it's closed already, is it? 
Yeah, it's shut now. Anyway, that's not about... Well, I mean, the thing is, mate, people want magazines. They don't yeah. want to put a fucking CD-ROM in their laptop. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Let's not go over that. That's not the reason I'm calling. Thanks to your fucking insight to the media industry, right? Well, I, well let's talk badgers. What's your experience with them? Yeah, I've had a bit of experience with badgers. What do you want to know? <coughs> I want to know how you can stop this badger terrorising me and my family. But crucially, I don't want you to kill it. I see you're one of them, are you? You got a lot. Right. You got a lot of questions, Mister Delaney. I don't like answering <laughs> questions. Give me your address. <clears throat> Give me your address, and then destroy your phone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when Tony, I always kept this number in my wallet, and obviously I never called him. But on the day that I read that he had passed away, I did sort of think, oh, well, that's that gone. Yeah, that's my little. My little out, should I ever have a bad yeah. encounter with a badger or anything else? Have you That's tried, that have option have you tried bringing one. the number since? <laughs> what, you think his son might answer? Yeah, it would be passed on, wouldn't it? Legacy. Are you Tony Lambrianu's son? That's right. Yeah. Tony Jr. <laughs> Your dad once drunk in a Soho pub with me, handed me his number and implied that he would deal with any tricky situation that needed dealing with. I have a badger situation. Will you, as his son... Honour his promise to me. <laughs> well, I'm a chartered accountant. <laughs> well, this badger needs dealing with, mate. And I think it's disrespectful to your father's memory if you don't yeah. come round and bash its brains out. Uh, all right, give me your address and then destroy your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, Kev. Yeah, so that's, that's first day to a spray. Um... He didn't even have a conversation with John Hall, who, mm. um, you know, brought him there and, and mentored him sort of thing. Um, he says, I will always hold Sir John in high esteem, although he did have a habit of disappearing in difficult moments. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Um, our houses on the Wynyard Estate were only 300 yards apart, but there was no contact for seven weeks until I decided it was getting ridiculous and I rang his villa in Spain. I told him life was too short to fall out and I would always be grateful to him for giving me the opportunity to manage Newcastle. He sounded flustered. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been meaning to ring you, he said, but me and I have been so busy furnishing the villa. Uh, yeah. Because you oh, have. well, fair enough then. <clears throat> Priorities. You know, there's, there's ringing the man who's overhauled your football club and took it from nothing to, to the edge of greatness all this furnishing the villa but the thing is with Sir John Hall furnishing his villa and furnishing his house is always dead important it'll have been getting a snooker table put in and a, and a games room oh, for yeah. when the boys came over we've got the new place and obviously I want it to be up to the standard of my place back in yeah. England or if anything better like I tell you what I've got is I've got one of those L-shaped you know those L-shaped sofas that go round the corner and <laughs> I got one of them in in white leatherette, right? <laughs> it's not real leather, but it wipes clean easier, if anything. <laughs> and it's an L shape, and on one of the seats on the end, there's actually a footrest that pulls out, right? <laughs> so, well, that, that's all very well, Mister Hall, but can we not talk about the fact that I am leaving your employ? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> and of course, I've got a matching armchair that re- reclines right back. To be completely horizontal. I don't think it can get them in the UK, but it's a it's a Spain thing. So I've got one of them, but that's just mine. I call it the throne. So, um, yeah, he's been finishing the villa. 
Um, Jane was shocked about how quickly it all happened. Death does come quickly, I told her, especially in football. <laughs> He's turned into some kind of Shakespearean figure there, doesn't he? Death comes quickly. Death comes quickly, Jane. Especially <laughs> in football. <laughs> what are you What's doing, that Kev? song? <laughs> Who did Love Comes Quickly? Better job, boys. Yeah. Death comes quickly. You might have got the idea off of them or Shakespeare. It's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, one of them. My concern was my family. Laura and Sarah were teenagers now. Get packed, I told them. We're going on holiday. We're running oh, away. This is great, this bit. We might be going skiing or it might be America. Who knows? Fucking hell. So <laughs> we set off to Heathrow, driving through the night. Well, what should we pack then? Pack your skis, <laughs> your ski wear, sun cream, your ski, your ski helmet, also sun cream, swimming shorts, flip flops, Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> oh, Dad, fucking hell! I mean, that's, <laughs> how much luggage are we taking? Don't worry about that. Just anything ski related or Florida related. Pack it all. <laughs> we sat after Heathrow, drove through the night where we couldn't get four seats together on a flight to Florida. We jumped back in the car and headed for France via the Channel Tunnel. He loves a drive, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, fuck me. Who on earth, if they're up in the northeast of England, says, we're going to go away, mm. we don't know where, we're driving to Heathrow Airport tonight. Yeah. And doesn't... I mean, I know the, the internet was, wasn't really up and running properly then, but surely you can make <clears throat> a fucking call to an airline or a travel agent... Yeah. Well, if in the time it takes you to fucking get from Newcastle to Heathrow, what's that? Five hours, six hours, yeah. more. Yeah, right. But you've got a lot more choice from Heathrow than you've got from Newcastle Airport. You can, you can. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, call ahead. They doesn't do that. Kevin Keegan. You rock up after all that driving. Go, hello. One ticket to Florida or skiing, please. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but the thing is, though, at this point, he's still Newcastle manager. This is him doing a right. flit oh, just yeah. before his departure is announced. Because so he, he doesn't want to give yeah, anyone a exactly. heads up. Exactly. He says, yeah. we were on the M25 when the announcement was made at 11am and Radio 5 Live suddenly became Radio Keegan for the day. This is Radio 5 Live. Um, <laughs> for the remainder of today, we shall be known as Radio Keegan to commemorate <laughs> the departure of Kevin Keegan from Newcastle United. Welcome to Radio Keegan. It's 11am. <laughs> All normal programs have been suspended, and we will now play some. We will now play some solemn some music solemn for the next music. sixty minutes. It, it's like when the Queen Mother died, basically. Yeah. Fucking hell! I tell you what, I need to have some money stashed away in an account because when the Queen dies, I just need to get on an aeroplane and get the fuck out of this country for a week while it all goes off. You've got a Queen Death exit bag. Yeah. Like a holdall buried in those woods where yeah. you keep your Brexit it's sausage, got sausage a- rolls. Aquafresh in it and Mickey Mouse He's ears. got your Aquafresh. He's got a couple of <laughs> sausage rolls, but they're, they're astronaut sausage yeah. rolls that don't go off. Just they're water. special astronaut ones made by a- NASA, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just um, one of the sausage rolls in a thermos flask. It's good to go. Oh, yeah. You've got a sausage roll in a thermos flask. <laughs> Some Aquafresh, a wad of cash, and a gun. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and it. Passport. And as soon as the Queen dies, yeah. I just cannot be fucking arsed with the fallout. So I'm off. I remember Diana. Yeah. I remember the Queen Mother. I'm not having it. I'm going somewhere hot. I'll tip my microphone and do podcasts. Will podcasts be abandoned when the Queen dies? 
Because all the there telly will be, be no off, won't it? There shall be a moratorium yeah. on all podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> all podcasting software will be shut down remotely from the government. Should you need information, it will be communicated via the podcast No Such Thing as a Fish. <laughs> Which made is the official the royal cunt- podcast. <laughs> Made by those cunts behind QI, which has now, it has now been taken over by the state. It's been nationalised. <laughs> it, it was granted the royal seal back in 2014 <laughs> and is now the official podcast of the monarchy. Now, as you may have heard, the Queen is dead. But that got us to thinking here on No Such Thing as a Fish. Where does the word queen derive from? Yes. Well, I've done some looking into this, and it dates back, from what we can tell, to the third century. (laughs) Fuck off. No one fucking cares. Did you know that in 1789, the Queen of Greenland died, and she was displayed in a block of ice for 34 days? (laughs) Facts are so amusing Fuck off (laughs) Listen right Your fucking parents paid for all that money For your education The Uh. least you can fucking do is contribute something useful To society Why don't you go out and learn how to build a bridge Or at least become a fucking milkman or something Why don't you learn how to make uh, Badgers go away ethically yeah, instead of sitting there telling us about the fucking Queen of Greenland. <laughs> Is that true? That's a good fact, that. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. So, yeah, Five Life became Radio Keegan for the day. It sounded like uproar in Newcastle, he said, and I was glad we had escaped the madness. They probably have fucking lynched him. They'll all been up there, the cathedral on the hill outside St James's Park. Eat him, eat him, there he goes, catch him and eat him. (laughs) If we eat him, then he'll always be a part of us. No no one else can have him. (laughs) (laughs) My departure was the lead item on the news, he says proudly. And all sorts of people were invited to have their say, supporters, players, journalists. Imagine inviting supporters to have their say. What a wonderful thing that is. Jesus Mm. Christ. Phone-ins were ablaze. Ugh. Ring, um, ring. Hello? <laughs> yeah. It's Jeff here from Newcastle. I just want to say I'm fucking, I'm furious, I'm angry, <laughs> and I'm confused. I keep flitting between crying and, you know, laughing. 
<laughs> in the next three hours, we're going to have various people who don't have any kind of shame and regard their opinions as being worthy of being on the radio. They've even rang up. Um, the journalists, even the Prime Minister, John Major, and the Labour leader, Tony Blair. <laughs> people are saying that Kevin leaving is like the Queen dying, one guy from the Supporters Association said. But it's worse than that. No. I don't know where you go with that. Um, if the Queen was listening to that, she would have been really upset. Have him killed. Have him found and yeah. killed. And Keegan. <laughs> have them all killed. Eradicate this threat to my power. <laughs> um, <laughs> ring Tino Espria. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, pussycat. I was wondering when you'd call that number. How's it going, pussycat? I'm very well, thank you, Tino. I, you have something for me, I assume. I think I know what this is about, yes? <laughs> you want me to come to Palace now? No, there's no need for that. I can tell you, Vern. Oh, shh, be careful, pussycat. There could be people listening. I suggest I come and meet you, maybe at Balmoral, that nice place you have in Scotland. We have to do this face-to-face, <laughs> yes? <laughs> Perhaps we get some time to get to know each other a bit better. I have to see the whites <laughs> of your eyes. I need to uh, know that you mean what you're going to say. I, I need to know I can trust you, pussycat. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Meet me at Balmoral, as you say. Good girl. I'd, I'd be there soon. Philip, get the helicopter out. <laughs> that Colombian footballer we met at the awards ceremony. <laughs> He's go- I've called in my favour with him. <laughs> oh, would you would you like me to watch from the wardrobe? <laughs> you know I would. <laughs> oh, do come along, Philip. Cam says the coverage oh. the coverage was incredible, completely over the top. But when was it anything else with Newcastle United on Kevin Keegan's watch? He just loves the drama, doesn't he? Yeah, he just loves it. Uh, On time, double K. I felt sorry for the fans and I didn't leave Newcastle with any real animosity. I felt sorry for the fans, but the main thing was that drama was being created. By me. Lovely. (laughs) By and about myself. (laughs) I had had some of the times of my life with that football club, but now it was time to take stock and recharge my batteries. I was still young at 45. God's sake, he's fucking younger than I am now. (sighs) And who knew what the future might hold? Newcastle's statement had specified I would not be back in football for the foreseeable future. But I had no idea where they got that from or how they had the presumption to put that out. Those were their words, not mine. I would be back within nine days. (laughs) (laughs) Once I'd finished being in Florida or skiing, I'd be back. I'm better than ever. I immediately started putting my feelers out. Now, it didn't take him nine days, but it didn't take him long. So it goes up the next chapter. London Life, it's called. Uh, this time around, I didn't stay out of football too long. It was Fulham in the old third division who tempted me back. And knowing what I do now, I'm being perfectly serious when I suggest I would have been happier staying at Craven Cottage rather than leaving within two seasons to become the New England manager. Well, yeah, obviously, because that went horribly tits up, didn't it? So he's gone to Fulham in that way that sometimes if you're playing a football manager game on your iPad or whatever and you've, you've conquered all the leagues and you've won the Champions yeah. League multiple times you just think oh I'm bored of this I'll do something else I'll go and manage a team in the third division or non-league or yeah. something for a bit of yeah. a challenge so he's done that he's been lured there by Mohamed Al-Fayed and his money 
But um, he says Fulham were seventh from bottom of what is now League One when he joined in September '97, eight months after my last game at Newcastle. Mm. Um, he'd only just been promoted from what used to be Division Four. Uh, I was preparing for matches against the likes of York City, Notts County, and Lincoln City. But he wasn't. He didn't get the manager's job straight away. He was director of football or something like that. Classic. Chief operating officer. That was like the that. classic move. It was like it's a, that's a that that became a classic Harry Redknapp maneuver, Abraham yeah. Grant maneuver. Yeah. You can't sack. Well, they don't want to sack the manager, so they bring in a guy above him. Yeah. And who oversees him, and it fucks that manager off. Yeah. And the manager, they what they hope that means the manager will eventually quit. Although what usually happens is is the manager quite rightly sues them for constructive dismissal. <laughs> well, the whole thing becomes pointless. It was it was Mickey Adams that was in charge at Fulham at the time, but I think they actually right. sacked Mickey Adams and then brought Kevin Keegan in. I think they brought in Ray Wilkins. Re- yeah, to, Kev to brought work in under Kev. Yeah, Kev brought Wilkins in. Right. Um, he says Mohamed Al Fayed had a five-year plan and a stack of money. I was never a football snob, and dropping into the lower leagues didn't bother me if it was only a temporary measure. Dropping into the, fo- the lower leagues didn't bother me as long as there was a stack of money. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me right, and I'll do fucking yeah. anything. I was offered the York City job. I said, no fucking way. You've got no fucking money. <laughs> and he talks about the England job, but we'll get onto that a bit later on. Because he, he took the England job part-time, because Hoddle went in a hurry after those comments about Disabled yeah. people and disabled past lives people. and all that, and mm. Doctor Who style regeneration. I think that's yeah. what it was about, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Doctor Who type situation. Yeah, I think that was the exact quote. <laughs> yeah. If you look, if you look <clears throat> at disabled, some of the disabled lads and ladies, they've got them both. Great bunch of lads you, and lasses, but you know, they're, they're a lovely bunch. But you've got to look at the Doctor Who type situation, yeah, haven't you? That yeah. they've been regenerated from, you know, maybe in a pre- past series of Doctor Who, they'd done something a bit, yeah, bit not Yeah, a bit on. iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so collabor- co- collaborated with the Cybermen or the Daleks yeah. or something like that. Maybe it's in an episode that wasn't <laughs> shown because they couldn't yeah. let the people see. So then they've come Hello. back and, uh, you know... It's John, it's John Poop face here. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've managed to trick Glenn Oddle <laughs> <laughs> into saying that disabled... <laughs> Deserve it. it I, I was talking nonsense, to be honest. It was it was sort of like something to do with Doctor Who. I don't know. Anyway, I don't watch this kids' I, program. I think we can hound him. I think we can we can all hound him and pile on him. Yeah. Do a dog pile <laughs> until he has to quit, and then we can get someone else into hound. I'm bored of hounding Glen Oddle. I think we can get a fortnight out of this before he goes, <laughs> and then after about five days, we'll make up some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good, good work, John. Oh, hang on. <clears throat> Some cunts on the call for me. Yeah, bollocks. I'm you getting might... calls because I looked into on I looked online into getting a new front door, Andy. And <laughs> oh, you I, didn't put your number was, in, did you? Was, I fucking did. No way. Why? It said it was mandatory, and oh. it tricked me into thinking I could get a quote online. And I must have been bored shitless because I'm not fucking buying a new front door either way. What's the point? <laughs> I mean, I've got a fucking door. I just suddenly thought our door was a bit scruffy looking. So yeah. I thought, oh, I wonder how much. A and I thought door. to myself, new front door, I bet they're well cheap. I'm yeah. going to fucking get one. 
And and if it, and, I, and fuck the Labour Prize, I'll I'll work out how to hang it myself off it of myself. YouTube. Is it UPVC? Is it? Yeah. Okay, how how could that be? It's like Lego. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> and so it must have been a moment of sheer boredom. I think I was waiting for a doctor's appointment. I think I was waiting in doctor's waiting room, and then it's it sort of indicated to me that it was going to give me a quote online, and so I put in my phone number, which it said was a mandatory field. Yeah, of course. And then it didn't give me a quote online. And then since then, I've been getting non-stop numbers from a variety yeah. of door people. Yeah, you absolute idiot. What have you done that yeah. for? Where it says so, mandatory phone number, you just put in, fuck you. <laughs> oh, eight hundred, go fuck yourself, <laughs> mate. How about that for a number? <laughs> uh. I'll make my own fucking door. <laughs> So oh, where bits were of we? wood from the garden sticks <laughs> where were we we'll leave that in because that was nice <laughs> yeah. killed a bit of time because uh, we're already at the third page of this bit <laughs> yeah so uh, they got rid of Hoddle because of the whole Doctor Who regeneration scandal and Kev came in didn't he as a part timer but yeah. um, I'm just looking where he, he's talking about this in the book it's a little bit all over the place he's jumped to the England job before he's even covered the Fulham stuff properly it's almost as if he doesn't want to talk about the Fulham thing I had a chairman at Fulham whose ambition was to take the club into the top division. We were the best team in our league by a country mile. Not only that, but I was convinced we could make it back-to-back promotions the following year. Uh, we had a confident team, money to spend, and we were going places. Initially, I joined as Chief Operating Officer, and when I first took the call, completely out of the blue from one of Mr. Fired's representatives, inviting me to a meeting with the club's billionaire owner, I had no idea a role at Craven Cottage was even on the agenda. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about going to Fulham in a managerial capacity. What it was about was the <laughs> soccer circus. Yeah. Remember the soccer circus? Hello, I am a representative. <laughs> I'm, a re- I'm a representative of Mr. Mohammed Al-Fayed. He has heard of your soccer circus idea. He wants in. He wants in, Mr. Keegan. <laughs> the word he's used in the meeting this morning was balls deep. He wants to go balls deep in your soccer circus. I've heard that this man, Keegan, is planning a soccer circus. <laughs> make make an advance to him. I want to get balls deep in this project. Are you are you actually Mr. Mr. Fayed himself? No. No, I am just a representative. Oh, my, name, my name is Keith. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith. Keith. Keith Biscuits. Keith. Uh, Keith, um, soccer circus. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> Keith, telephone. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. I have to go now, bye. <laughs> My mum is calling me for dinner. <laughs> oh, well, that was a funny phone call, Jean. Looks like I'm off to London. Oh... <laughs> uh, it was like when those Yugoslavs called me in Germany and made me do that song. I didn't want to be a pop star. And then I got driven to the Russian border and I tried to read their minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Fyatt had heard about my soccer circus project, liked the idea of a football-orientated theme park and wanted me to go down to London to discuss the possibility of him being involved. It's a good idea. I have... I have a... I hope you don't mind, but I have done some drawings of some rides I think could be a circus. <laughs> oh, okay. It's very good. I think we can get built, yes? Here's the one where you go on the ride and then you go up Diego Maradona's nostrils. Like the cocaine. <laughs> it's a good ride, uh, yes? 
Oh, I wouldn't know too much about that, but fine. If you're stumping the money up, I suppose it's your right to design some of the rides. <laughs> but you've said that. Kev says here in the book, uh, since leaving Newcastle, I've thrown myself back into the idea of getting Soccer Circus up and running. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I had all sorts of plans and drawings. <laughs> and I was convinced it could take off now. I had time to give it my full attention. Oh, my God. But then, of course, someone dangled a bag of money under my nose and I did something else instead. <laughs> uh, instead, it became apparent Mr. Fayed wanted me to consider his own project, his view that I could do for Fulham what I'd done for Newcastle, even though, in my mind, the two clubs were chalk and cheese. Um, pfft, don't know how, but, you know, one's in the north, one's in the south. They are different. One's right next to a river, another one's about ooh, half a mile away from the river. Totally different. <laughs> When Mr. Fyatt suggested I could take a role higher up, because I, I had no burning desire to get back into management, I started to think seriously about whether this was the way forward. I could tell Mr. Fyatt was serious, and I knew enough about his background as the owner of Harrods to know that when he did something, he, he did it properly. So this was 97? Yeah, September 97. Weeks after Fyatt's son had died, wasn't it? Yeah. Was this his way of dealing with grief, do you think? Yeah, maybe just go, I need a distraction. <laughs> and what better distraction than to launch a soccer circus with Kevin Keegan? My son is dead. His girlfriend <laughs> is dead. My entry into the aristocracy of the UK is dead. I need a plan B. Soccer circus. <laughs> we have assembled the list of potential plan Bs for you, as requested, <laughs> Mr. Alvayad. As you can see... There is um, further investment in your already impressive property empire, both here and on the continent. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking boring. What else? <laughs> fucking monopoly. Um, Fuck off. A, a, ch- a, chain, a chain of smaller Harrods franchises to be rolled out across the UK and perhaps into the United States. Fucking shops. I'm bored of running sounds, shops. Sounds like a lot of work. Fuck that. Give me something sexy. <laughs> Give me something I get my fucking paws deep in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was mention of the Kevin Keegan Soccer Circus. Now you have Mr. Fyatt's attention. Keep talking. Can you see little Fyatt coming to attention? <laughs> now you're getting me hard, motherfucker. <laughs> Tell me hard more like about steel. this circus. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm not sure we ever discussed Soccer Circus again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> we do it another time. <laughs> I, I was being offered the chance to have almost complete responsibility, bringing in the stuff I wanted, found, finding and appointing a new manager while operating with the kind of budget that would make Mr. Fyatt's ambitions and mine perfectly feasible. Yeah, so he's just gone, uh, this is a job. I won't really have to do anything. I won't be responsible for when it goes wrong. I'll do it. <laughs> well... That's a good reason. All those reasons are good reasons to take a job. So there we are. We'll leave it there. He's took the job at Fulham, and we'll see what happens, what what kind of chaos ensues uh, once he gets his feet under the table there. Right. Good times. Right. That's it from this one. We'll be back. I think we've done about three and a half pages there, so that's some good work. Subscribe to the Iron Finding Society to get these episodes a week in advance, in case you're bored of waiting. Yeah. And also to get our Roy the Rovers Melchester Odyssey deep dive, which is some people are saying is the best thing that has ever happened. Some on people this are saying it. It's podcast. not for us to agree or disagree with that. Yeah. And also to get other things too. Yeah. As TBC. Etc. Etc. Et All right. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.
Thank you. Thanks a lot. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.